Hey, Joey. After all the stops and starts, we keep coming back to these two hearts. Two angels who've been rescued from the fall. What song is that? After all that we've been through, it all comes down <laughs> to me and you. I guess it's meant to be forever you and me catching up. Ding. That's our new theme song. Cool. I love it. It's some, um, how- some share song that I've been like, I'm not even joking. This is how old 70s gay men I am. I've been listening to this share song. On repeat for three days. I've never even heard it. Hmm. What's a what's it called? After all, you've heard it. You just uh, it's one of those songs that you hear in the like the doctor's office. Sure. Like when you're waiting at the car wash to get your car. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hey everybody, I'm Mike. That's Joe. We've been friends for over a decade. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Each week we call one another and we just catch up. How are you? How are you? Oh. <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. So good. I don't have much to talk about, though, but oh my I'm God. doing really good. I have an embarrassment of riches. In fact, I had to, like, edit out two stories. Just, like, I'm, like, I had, like, five personal stories and, like, three new stories. Good. Well, what happened to you this week? Um, okay. I've already... Look, one thing you guys in podcast land should understand is that Mike and I, we developed this new relationship where now when we talk on the phone, we don't, we're like, oh, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that because we want to save it for the podcast. So now our phone conversations are just us talking about nothing. They're boring. But there was a story I thought I wasn't going to tell on the show and I told Mike already, but I'm, I thought it would be honest with the audience, Mike. I didn't want you to do like a fake laugh. Okay. But I'm going to tell it anyway. So, you know, I've been house-sitting. And where I house-sit, there's a big parking problem. Okay? And um, I didn't get a permit to park here. And um, you need a permit to park on certain streets. Um, It's actually not terribly bad right directly around where I'm staying. Except on Tuesdays, which is street clean day. Okay? Then there's only really permitted parking left. Okay? Well, I have two friends, Logan and Noel. You might remember them from a previous episode where they took snacks to Real Time with Bill Maher. And they live only a couple of blocks away. And they have extra permits to hand out. Well, I asked them for, at a dinner party I went to, I asked if I could borrow one of their parking permits on Tuesday, just Tuesday, during the day, for street cleaning day. And she, uh, Noelle was like, yeah, yeah, no problem. Oh, my God. Yeah, call us. Call us. We'll lend you the parking permit. And I was like, great. So Tuesday, oh, actually Monday night rolls around. I'm calling. I'm texting. No answer. Tu- uh, tu- ditching you. I know. Tuesday morning, because, you know, the street cleaning starts at 10. Tuesday morning, calling, texting, no answer. So finally at 10 o'clock, I was like, well, I guess I, go, I guess I better go do shit for the day because, you know, I have no parking permit, right? Yeah. So the first thing I do is I go to this, I drive to this place. It's actually walking distance, but I have to move my car. So I drive to this place. It's supposed to have the best 
salted caramel pecan sticky bun. <laughs> Your life is so hard, Joe. You had to go all the way to the sticky bun place? <laughs> I'm a gentleman of leisure. <laughs> Woe is you, right? Yeah, I know. So it was a beautiful day, too, and they have a courtyard in the front, and I bought my salted caramel pecan sticky bun and a cup of coffee, and I was just sitting on the courtyard that overlooks La Brea, the street. And I'm just like, do-do-do, just eating. Couldn't get a hold of Noelle, so I had to move my car. Um, Why does Noelle walk right into the place? And I'm sitting there, staring. like, she comes face-to-face <laughs> -to -face with me. <laughs> And she's like, as she's like ignoring your phone call on her phone, like actively know, like deleting your voicemail. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, oh, hi, Joe. Oh, my God, Joe. I was just about to call you. I, she said that. She goes, I was just about to call you. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? And I and then she started like stammering and stuttering and like stumbling over her words as she was trying to explain why she didn't call me back. And the entire time, I was just slowly I – I wish I could explain the visual here – slowly eating the salted caramel pecan sticky bun and watching her, not giving her – I wasn't letting her off the hook. I was just, like, watching her explain herself the entire time. And <laughs> later on, uh, a friend – I was telling a friend of mine the story, and she asked, well, how was the salted caramel pecan sticky bun? And I go, it was delicious, but it was even more delicious with a cold glass of Awkward. It was so amazing. I loved it. I just sat there and just soaked it all in. So, Joey, I went to the theater this week. Um, I saw a really good play called By and By. Wait, hold on for a second. And I'm not making any judgments on this because obviously I lose in this judgment. But someone mentioned recently to us that it seems like I'm always at the Magic Castle. Yeah. I think it was one of the Catching Up with Catching Up winners. Yeah. To me, it always seems you're at the theater. I do a lot of theater. Okay. I do. There's nothing wrong I'm a, with that. I'm jealous. It's a it's a choice. Like I, I could go sit and watch, you know, another episode of Felicity on Netflix, or I could go to the theater. And so, this week I went to the theater, and so I saw this play called By and By by this new playwright called By Byerson, Lauren Gunderson, <laughs> actually. Um, and okay, so the play is about like cloning, and the according to the synopsis, it's like. Are we ready? Are we ever ready for cloning and the ethics of cloning? And I thought it's in Berkeley and it's going to be kind of like judgy and I don't know, very heady. Mm -hmm. But then I got into it and it was like noises off with cloning. It was like um, mistaken identity and like zoink. And like, I don't know, it was like kind of funny and it's just really good. So were you angry that everyone in the theater was laughing? No, I, I don't mind laughing in the theater if it's appropriate. I do get really uptight about people talking in the theater, though. Well, who doesn't? I really hate it. Like, I, I will shush somebody if they're talking. No, you oh, you actually shush them? Yeah, or if they, like, turn on their cell phone and it's like a bright light in front of me, I'll make a noise, like, ugh. <laughs> oh, That's my okay. God. I hate it. And so that was the play. It was kind of uneventful. No... Um, grinder. I actually deleted Grinder from my phone again. Um, oh, I think Grinder's been deleted from my phone for a while. It's like almost a week now, so are you, I'll keep. How you I'll doing? keep you updated. I do. Okay? I'm doing. Yeah, 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 I'm doing good. Um, but then I also went to this uh, ensemble sort of like choir performance at a church in Noe Valley in the city, and a friend of a friend is the director of this choir, and the show is called Love Is a Place. So. 
you get, I got there and it was like the first song was like all in Latin and I'm like oh god this is gonna be a long night and it's just a very I mean it was beautiful it sounded great but it was like uh very formal choir pieces and they were all about love the that was the theme of the evening and I'm sitting back like trying not to but is it like is it like uh, gothic chant kind of music like il pacem stream no it's like like choir music so like hallelujah more churchy sounding like big church sounds and it was beautiful but it was like after the second song i was like how am i going to sit here for an hour because i don't understand it sure it's beautiful but like uh, how am i going to keep my head up like it's going to fall over when I fall asleep. You should have walked around and started shushing people. Well, nobody was making noise. I would have. But so we're sitting there and then all of a sudden the they like kind of break the the set a little bit and like a group of people come forward and then they start singing a Macklemore song. <laughs> oh god. I feel that's the new thing the choirs do now. It was so weird. And then out of okay, out of this whole group, there's one Asian guy, and he's the one that does the rapping in the Macklemore song, and it was horrible, dreadful. I think I could be wrong here. I think it's Macklemore, isn't it? Oh, what did I say? Macklemore. Oh, whatever. But Same I thing. could be I could be wrong though, and then I'm sounding like retarded, like Mike Macklemore or Macklemore. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't know either. Mm-hmm. I th- I think maybe this is the first time I've ever said his name in my life. Mac Lemore. Anyway, so they did the song and the Asian guy raps and I'm like, awkward. But it's not his fault because he's in a f- fucking formal choir. He's not, he didn't sign up to rap. So he did, he did dreadful at it. And then Wait, they had this. He rapped? Yeah. Oh God. He, I know. And then they But that's did... combining your two favorite like ethnicities, Asian guy and African American. Were you Wait. like so turned on? No, the Asian guy wasn't that hot. Oh. But then they did a there was like a slave chant. Oh, you you must and have they got did. the biggest boner. <laughs> no. So there's a slave chant and they have like a they had like chains that they were like stamp, stamping against the ground and um it was a really good song. And then but the most awkward part of the evening was in this whole choir there's one black guy one black guy and everyone is participating in this slave song and the black guy has no he just is standing in the back singing like not doing anything what do you expect him to do participate in the song like everybody else in the choir oh i thought you meant oh really i don't know it's just really weird like i don't would it be equally as awkward if he had actually participated maybe I don't know. It was just like a very you know weird. That, and you know that was like a two hour long discussion too between the people who run the choir. Yeah. So I, it was a really good thing. They're called the Resound Ensemble and they were playing at uh, the St. Aidan's Episcopal Church in San Francisco. And they do shows all the time and they were really good, like really good. Just a couple of awkward moments. But those were choices made by the director. But I really liked them. That reminds me of when I was in grade school, like in eighth grade. Well, I was in grade school, there was one black girl in our class, and there were two black kids in the whole school, her and her brother. Mm-hmm. But she was in our class, and it was one of those things that when we talked about, like, the Civil War and racism and slavery, like, everyone would just quietly not look at her. 
<laughs> which is almost more awkward than just confronting it yeah. and dealing with it. Yeah, so everyone just kind of was very – no one was quieter than when we covered slavery. Like, she – no, I didn't – I think I actually tried to sneak a peek to see what she was doing. I think I was, like, hoping to be, like, a solitary tear going down her cheek or something like that. But, no, she was just reading the book like the rest of us. But, look, I was, like, in eighth grade. And and that's probably the thing. She it didn't dawn it didn't phase her as much as you and I, who are both like overthinkers. Like, I don't know. I I just probably was overthinking all of the the implications of the black guy not participating in the song. I don't know. So, what else happened to you this week? Okay, well, on Friday night, um, Logan and Noel they're back in the show. They had a party. Logan and Noel are moving away. They're moving to Colorado. But every year they used to, they have a party. Or they had a party. I don't know what the tents would be for this. Called New Year's Eve Two, and they would recreate New Year's Eve. But this one, I, I, I usually am touch and go whether I go. This one I had to go because it was the last one. They were moving. Was it kind of like a going away party too? Yeah, it was like a going away slash New Year's Eve Two. Cool. So Shannon went too. My friend Shannon. I have a friend Shannon. She's a comedian. She went with me. You may remember her from episode 16 when Mike insulted her. And um, <laughs> so we go to New Year's Eve, too. And um, they have, I mean, it's really set up like New Year's Eve. So they have party favors at, say, 2013. And they have uh, New Year's Rock and Eve playing in the background. And everyone's dressed up. And there's party favors. In fact, one of the party favors, do you know, like, they're like a, it's one of those noisemakers. But it's basically like a long plastic uh, stem, you know, and at the end is like a tiny uh, plastic little hand. And then there's like another tiny little plastic hand. You move the stem back and forth and it makes it clap. Uh huh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, Shannon and I were hanging out and there was one of those there and someone had broken off the other hand. So now it was just a one plastic hand. stem with a plastic little hand on it. Tiny little hand. So I was making Shannon laugh and I was like. Because I had to dress up, so I had like a long white sleeve shirt on. Um, <laughs> and I like pulled my hand in, and I was like waving to her with like the tiny little hand <laughs> in the sleeve, right? Like the one character on SNL. Yes, the, yes, yes, yes. Lawrence Welker. The only thing I will say is not like a three D hand; it's like a two dimensional, <laughs> like just flat hand. Okay, sure. So anyway, like when I was doing that, Noel brings over some girl. And she goes, hey, guys, I want you guys to meet my friend, like, Kristen. And, like, Kristen shakes Shannon's hand. And I, without missing a beat, just and looking her in the eye, extend the fake little hand uh-huh. to her. And she shakes it. And she like, gives me like, this weird look. But she's like, she's like, ah, nice to meet you, Joe. But doesn't, like, won't look down or anything like that. Uh-huh. And, of course, again, not letting people off the hook. I just don't say anything. Right? I'm like, okay, well, nice to meet you. And they move on. So later on, I'm at the bar and grabbing a crab cake. This woman comes up to me, Kristen, the one I just met, and she goes, I see you have a real hand. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just a joke. And she was like, that's really not cool, man. I thought you had a fake hand. And I was really upset with Noel for not telling me you had a fake hand. And then she told me you had two real hands. I know you think it's <laughs> funny, but it's not funny. I was like really embarrassed. And I was like, what? Like, I First was, of all, ew, like, if you did have a fake hand and all of a sudden the story's about her, 
you're the guy with the fake hand. And she's like, my feelings and how I felt when I had to shake a fake hand. Well, what kind of idiot would think it's a fake hand? It's like a little tiny plastic. What color was it? Like pink. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, have a neon pink fake hand. But not only that, it's like, Mike, it's not like a fully formed like mannequin hand. It's like a Mickey Mouse glove, but flat. Right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but why would I wear that as a fake hand? Yeah, fuck her. And she was weird. So whatever. That was that story. That's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I went to, um, there's a bar in Oakland called Make Westing. And a couple of my friends went to some show at the Fox Theater and afterwards said that they would like to meet up. And I, the Make Westing after a show is like the busiest bar ever because everyone from the show goes there. So it's like wall to wall people. And I normally hate that and try to avoid it, but I really like this one guy that was going there and want to get in his pants. So I was like, sure, I can meet up for a drink. So I walk into the bar and it's like so crowded that you can't, I couldn't even find them. I had to like text message them to find them. And they're sitting at this table. I thought it was only three of them, but they're sitting at a table and there's six people there. So it turns out the the bar was so busy that they had to like, share a table with three other people mm-hmm. that they didn't know that they didn't know okay. so i sit down and they introduce me to these three other people i've never met and i find out that the three people are actually from alaska they moved i mean they are visiting there's like a there's a radio program in oakland that's kind of popular it's like youth radio and it's like internationally known and they run programs for youth there and Blah, blah, blah. So these three people run a radio station in Alaska and got a grant to come visit the Oakland program. So I'm talking to them and it turns out my my friends, two of them, are going to Alaska at the end of June. Mm-hmm. So the conversation is like all Alaska all the time. Like when you're in Anchorage, you have to go see this place and have dinner at this place. Do they say things like, do you know Alaska's really geographically the biggest state? Like, things like that? No, I wish. That would have made it better. The, but she's telling them, like, if you go hiking, you need to have bear spray. Do you know what bear spray is? Yeah, that's how I attract all the young twinks to me. <laughs> well, I was making jokes. I was, like, trying. I, like, at first I thought bear spray was something you spray on yourself so that bears are repelled by you. But it turns out it's like basically strong pepper spray that you would use in case a bear gets too close. But wait a minute. Wait a minute. What? Wouldn't – I mean by the time you're using the bear spray, I mean you have to be close enough to spray the bear. Like wouldn't it be too late by that point? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But it, the bear will retreat according to them. But then I kept making jokes like going back to the bear spray like, oh, so wait a minute. You don't spray it on yourself or – um, a few minutes later when we we're talking about the bear spray again because it kept coming up I was like so do you just spray it like on your wrist and then dab it behind your ears like all of this story because I was so bored by all of this talk but this girl was like one of those people who you cannot get a word at a word in at all like she was just tell me about it she was just talking nonstop, <laughs> and so it was really uncomfortable because I wanted to get off of Alaska. I was so bored by it. And my friends weren't into it that much. I mean, they had a few questions like, well, we're staying in Anchorage. Is there a good hotel? Like stuff like that. I understand. But like it was too much. 
And so to kind of, well, first of all, I moved my chair to the other side so I wasn't near this girl. But then she kept talking and then she was stealing my friends from me. So I was like sitting there drinking a beer all alone in a busy bar while they were chatting about Alaska. So I finally asked her because I thought, what could get this girl off of fucking Alaska? Oh, by the way, did you know if you live in Alaska, you get paid to live there? Joe? Wait, what? Aren't you just doing what these people were doing? No, Joe, this is kind of fascinating. So I guess when Alaska became a state, it was written into the contract that all of the resources of Alaska belong to the people of Alaska. So when they sell, like, I don't know, any of the natural resources, that money gets distributed amongst the people of Alaska. So if you're a resident, it's something like less than 2000 bucks a year, but still. I think I've read actually something about that. I think there's actually parts of Alaska where people, some people make a lot of money, actually. Oh, it has something to do with geography? I think so, maybe. Can I remember reading about this one town or something like that where they're almost like all rich? Interesting. Something or other. Well, anyway, to get her off of it, I was like, what can make this girl talk about something other than Alaska? So I thought she's way into her radio program. So I was like, okay, okay, okay. Um, I forget her name, Brenda or something. Brenda, why don't you, can you tell me your like radio sign off? I want to hear your radio voice because like, what, what, what would she love more than Alaska? And that would be herself and radio, right? So she does her radio voice, but her radio voice, she starts doing a weather report about Alaska. So it's now she's from Alaska. Yeah. She lives there. Oh, she was just visiting. Yeah. So then she just starts in on Alaska again, but now it's in a fucking radio voice. So I didn't really solve the problem. So, but what was funny is when I was sitting there, I was like, I need to be a total asshole right now. I need, I need to be the meanest person I could think of. Just so, imagine you were doing this show. Yeah, exactly. I was like, what would Joe do right now? Oh. And- <laughs> You know what? Yes. All right. Okay. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm pulling up the chair for this. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. Now. Wait. You were you were standing up? No, I was. I, I got to move my chair. Let me adjust my chair. It's a better way of saying that. So I thought, what would Joe do to get a, get out of this situation? Ew. And I could Ew. see you doing something like boring, like you did in that movie once, or I could see you like just trying to ask her so many questions that made her uncomfortable that she clammed up and moved on. So, like, I wanted to, like, ask about the guy she was with um, and kind of, like, start asking very personal questions about all of their relationship because I could see you doing that. But I I couldn't do it. I couldn't bring myself to do it. Part of it was because I was with people that I didn't know super well, so I didn't want to be, like, too Joe Batanz and, like, then they wouldn't talk to me again. First of all, one, no. Two... I have I have to tell you this. You see, again, you and I haven't been in the same room in like five years or whatever. But I feel that I've changed. Maybe it's with age. It's, I think I think a lot of it's with age. I think part of it is a conscious effort. I don't think I'm as assholey as I used to be. I don't think you're an asshole. I was just kidding. But I do think that if you were in that situation where this. Girl from Alaska was talking about boring Alaska things. You wouldn't sit there and just well, take it. Well, here's the deal. And I happen to know this, and this is beyond my control. People have told me this, right? But I guess it's – I've, I've known this about myself. It's very difficult for me to – it's almost impossible 
for me to hide my true feelings. Like, I can't mask my true feelings. You couldn't fake it. Yeah. yeah. So people say that they know that when the com- when I'm bored in a conversation, I guess I get this, like, glaze over my eyes. And I just, like, it's just, I guess, I ca- obviously I can't see my own face. But I suppose, a lot of people have told me this, it's very obvious when I'm not interested in the conversation. Like, it's, and so... I think just that alone would have made this bitch stop talking about Alaska. Also, I think in that situation, I was just literally gotten up and walked away. I can't handle, like, boring conversations anymore. I'm with you, but uh, see, I was in such a dilemma because, A, I have, ex- like, crippling social anxiety, so I can't walk away and just go talk to other people. What am I, I going to do? The only people I know at the bar are sitting right there next to the Alaska girl. So what did she eventually stop talking about Alaska? Yeah, then she started getting drunk, and then we started doing our own thing. But what happened with the guy you were trying to hook up with? Nothing. Wait. Oh <laughs> no, you hooked up with him. Um. Well, no. That so that was Thursday. So, um, it was a school night. So oh. nothing happened. Oh, look at you, Mister School Night. Yeah, and then he came over on Friday. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he did. He's he's a really good guy, and I'm sure you'll hear more about him in the future. But I don't want to jinx anything. But I love um, that you're mentioning a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race uh, people. Alaska Jinx. <laughs> I didn't watch this last season, so I only know names. Oh my god, it was so good. Did you hear, by the way, about the RuPaul? I mean, the Sharon Needles red carpet uh, nonsense. No, what happened? So I guess a bunch of people, like Adam Lambert was one of them, and like all just these like big gay names were going to Austria for some sort of gay thing. I'm doing this story from memory, so I don't know all the details, and people could probably Google it and find the story. But basically, there was this airplane full of people from the States going there, and they were all on the same plane and like just getting drunk and like party flight, right? Everybody was having fun. And then... Uh, Sharon Needles gets off the the plane. Oh, I learned this, by the way, from Donna Sugars on the Big Silly Homo podcast. So Sharon Needles gets off the plane, and uh, there are reporters there. She's the first one off the plane, and people are like, oh, are you excited to be here? And she said something like, oh, I love being in the – I love this place. It's the birth, birthplace of Hitler. Can't be bad. Like, just a joke. Maybe, maybe not tasteless exactly, but – um whatever she got pulled from the show the show the people the organizers said they didn't want her in the show what what do you think of that are we in the news now yes oh austrians are um super and germans are super super sensitive about hitler because they don't want to like be associated with him yeah but i think you know what when i was in college i lived with a swiss guy and he was Swiss German. And so uh, he associated a lot with like the German foreign exchange students. And so whenever they'd come over, all I did was pepper them with questions about Hitler and the Nazis. And trust me, the Swiss guy got it too for their stupid neutrality thing, right? And I could tell they were just so fucking sick of talking about Hitler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like if you have a a great-great-grandparent that did something horrible – like it's it's distant from you, even though you still are associated with it. It's just like uh, I can I understand the just wanting to get past it, hmm. but I also understand why you you would be super curious. I think the other thing is too. I know like in Austria and like Germany, they have like really strict laws about like 
Nazi shit too. Um, so I don't know. I, I think I think I think actually strangely, not that they made the right choice, but you just can't look, you can't go to another country and shit on their country. Sorry. Right. Sure. You know when you're a guest. Thank you to Donna Sugars from the Big Silly Homo podcast for bringing up that story. And that was just kind of random. I heard about it on her last show, so it just was in the front of my mind. But have you do you know this Johnny Weir character, the ice skater, Olympic ice skater, two time winter Olympian Johnny Weir? No, I know who he is, yeah. So he was in Oakland this past week. I guess a lot of Olympic skaters were in Oakland. Um, well, they were in San Francisco for some sort of like Olympians on ice bullshit, but, uh, Oakland has a really nice ice arena. So a bunch of them came over and there's pictures in the paper of like Johnny Weir ice skating with like 11 year olds and doing their thing. So that's kind of in the news. I wanted to bring that up, but part of the reason I wanted to bring it up was, do you remember when you and I went to the ice capades? No. Joey. Okay. Backstory. I was a, uh, Orange County register subscriber and they had this like silly thing where, Oh, I remember this now. Um, they would email this. I mean, this was probably, I don't know, eight years ago. They would email out contests and it was like the first person to respond wins tickets to blah, 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 or the first 10 people to respond will win a pair of tickets to anything. And so I'm at work and I'm sitting in front of email all the time. So as soon as these emails would come in, I would respond. And I won tickets to like Johnny Lee, Lu- Jerry Lee Lewis live, which was horrible. And then I also won tickets to the ice capades. It was like Olympians on ice, something like that. And it was at the, the arena where the Mighty Ducks play. And we were like, seriously, Joe, do you remember we were like four rows from the very top? It was like yeah. way up there. Yeah. But what the best part about it is we get there and a couple of rows in front of us was a pair of people, a pair, a man and a woman, young, and they had signs for each of the skaters. Do you remember this? Like big posters? It's coming back to me now. And it was so funny because we were, I mean, if all of the lights were on, and these skaters like focus really hard. They might be able to see us up there, but I know they could not read a sign. Maybe they could even tell we were there. Like we were so far away from them. Yeah. But the, these people were holding up signs and like screaming names. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Oh, I thought what you were going to talk about was I remember that once you told the story. But um, what I thought was funny was everybody there was Asian. Like, everybody there was Asian. We, Mike and I were maybe the only non-Asians there. And Michelle Kwan was ice skating. And, like, the other people would ice skate. No one would care. They were just fucking whatever, right? And then Michelle Kwan would come out. And it was, like, blinding all the camera <laughs> flashes going off. And people cheering and going crazy. Like, the odd she brought the house down just because she's, like, some Asian chick who's ice skate. And I remember, like, the, it was, like, it was, like, as if. The president walked in and that many flashbulbs going off <laughs> when she walked in. And, and yeah. everybody that was Asian, I saw what I remember from that story. That was funny. Yeah, but I remember the people with the signs. It's funny. What's going on in L.A.? Did you hear about your former place of employment? Love's Barbecue? No, Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, the um, the bar or the 
water bomb? Yeah, some guy. Some who guy worked who, there. Who worked there. Put off two. He set off two uh, dry ice bombs. Yeah, what what is the reason? Is he just crazy? I think the impression I'm trying, I think what the defense might be is that he was just like a teenager. Cause he was like 19. Um, and like being thought, thought it'd be funny or something like that. I don't know, because he's saying that, I guess he's cooperating with police and he's saying he thought no harm would come from this. What I think is funny is he thought he could get away with this. You know there's fucking cameras everywhere in Disneyland. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, you can't even take a pee without it being on film. Yeah. So, like, they found them. They got him, like, right. I wonder how they figured it out, too. They never mentioned that in the story because they're like, yeah, he got off his shift and he threw, like, because basically he would take these, uh, these, like, soda bottles and they were full of dry ice. He would just toss it in the trash. How are they putting that together? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, they could see who put a soda soda bottle in the trash. But aren't there people putting stuff in the trash all the time? Yeah, totally. But maybe if there were two of them, who put something in both trash cans? Exactly, that's where he made the mistake, I think. Yeah. That's where he made the mistake. I think they're like, well, that guy put it in that trash can, and then he just put another one in that trash can over there. And they figured out it was an employee and stuff like that. Yeah, so I didn't know if you had any thoughts on that, any stories you have from. Well, I need there. I need to make a correction. You just called him an employee, and at Disneyland they're called cast members. Joe, gotta get that right, please. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm just teasing, but no, I don't have a lot of thoughts. I'm curious to see like what the motivation is because I it's not clear. I don't really understand what he thought he would get. I think in a way, uh, I remember after. Uh, there was a couple of instances where Disneyland closed because there was like some sort of security, uh, something uh, that for some reason Disneyland is kind of sacred. And I feel like if some a real terrorist attack happened at Disneyland, I think that would be very, um, I think that that would be a really strong sign. It would be um, sad. It would be sad to me. Remember after 9-11, they found.